Hello, lovely listeners, and welcome, welcome. This is going to be a little bit different because I have an amazing Amanda back on the show, and we are going to do something different. I would like to launch a monthly asking for a friend style episodes, which is really for you if you're brave enough, just like Amanda is, to come on on board and ask me a question for your friend. You don't need to be, you know, sharing your own stuff. You're very welcome to, and I would really honor and provide this safe space for you to share with me anonymously if you want, just with your voice or with your name and with your full story if you want. This is going to be a new thing. Today, we are just trialing it out and see how you like it. And I would really invite your comments and your questions and your enthusiasm and your celebrations for us, because we are really trailblazing here, something that is going beyond the usual and fun for you and so that you can enjoy and learn and join this selfishly happy revolution. So this is Anne Blunt, your tantric sex and relationship coach and the host of this podcast called Tantric Sex for Lovers and Others. Welcome, Amanda. So happy to have you here. Hello, and thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you. You're very welcome. And I'm really pleased that you have shared the podcast with your friends. So welcome to all your friends to this show as listeners and maybe one day as a asking for a friend candidate. So I'm curious, what what is most alive now for you? What is the question you might like to start with? What What feels most important and alive for you right now? Hmm. First, I would also like to forward you the, the gratitude from my friends. They've been really following you and learning so much. Um, and one topic that came, came coming up was uh, this uh, fact that you have spoken very clearly about in the last episodes, how our childhood affects the way we make love as grown-ups. Um, and you have also shared how tantric sex can help us with this and it can help us develop as sexual beings. And I feel there's a lot of interest in learning more about this from me and my friends. <laughs> um, and yeah, you shared some of the tantric sex tools, right? There was presence, intention and focus. And I felt a general interest to dive deeper into presence, um, which, as I understand it, simply is being fully present in the body and in the moment. And please correct me, of course. The first question I would like to share is to help us being in this presence. No, we, we talk so much about presence. To help us being in this present, can you share what are the physical signs of sexual arousals um, in female bodies? We can start with females first. Well, thank you very much for asking that question. And presence is very important. And I'm so glad that you picked that up in your conversations with your friends because it's 
very important sex tool, but also in tantric, classical side of tantra, it's very much about enlightenment too. So when you can be full in your body, in your present moment, you are more aware and conscious. You are not in your head thinking about the future or dwelling on past, but you're really in the present moment and you're fully alive. So in terms of the physical signs of the um, arousal of, of females, when you are present. So it's really tuning into your signs of arousal. For other people, there obviously are clear physical uh, signs like your pupils will get dilated, your cheeks might start glowing and your mouth can soften up and open up a little bit and and your breath gets faster and you're emitting these beautiful sex hormones that nobody can see, but it's been felt by the other people. <laughs> It's really about you as a woman or or pussy-owned person. It is very much about uh, tuning in to your arousal. So you you might start feeling tingliness in your vulva and your pussy, maybe your breast. You can start feeling energy currents. You can start feeling butterflies in your tummy. And there's there's lots of different things. And I would recommend really accepting those and really reveling it you know being in the moment and really feeling those because it makes you feel more alive it can feel oh something interesting is happening right now so there is that kind of if you if we, we really dive into the genitalia area there is and i suppose at this point i really would like to highlight diversity because there is so much diversity in the world of vulvas and vaginas. And we have kind of been giving just a one model through porn, unfortunately. And that's just a small, tiny part of vulvas. World of vulvas is, is beautifully varied and the sizes and shapes and the colors and the amount of hair or lack of hair. There's so much that can be celebrated. So first of all, I would really invite you to to look at yours and to to celebrate and see what you like and what you really love about the color, the shape and size. And even that can be arousal for you because you can really start having that connection with your genitalia because without that connection, there's hardly any arousal. And that's very important to, to feel good about your parts and really feel that you are at ease with what you've been giving in birth. And now what's really interesting comes what you can do about it to, to bring more arousal in your life and how you can know that there is arousal happening in your body. So basically, there is if you are getting aroused and you have the time and you can look at your vulva, it's like a little flower that's, that's just like a bud, but more aroused you get more that flower starts opening. And in Asia, there is really beautiful imagery of this flower starting to open up and blooming. So basically your vulva has inner lips and outer lips, and sometimes the inner lips <laughs> can be bigger than the outer lips. You know, we all have different vulvas and they get engorged. Female body has a massive erogenous network. It's not just one organ, it's just massive network. And it's really designed for pleasure, as we've discussed about clitoris, which is that we think that little 
ball at the top of your vulva. And it's actually a massive organ inside your body. And when that gets engorged and swollen and that hood over the clitoris might be opening up and you can really feel what's when even if you touch it, how you can move the hood and you can really expose the clitoris. But be very careful because it's extremely sensitive. As I've said, 10,000 nerve endings, it's like fireworks. You really need to be sensitive to when that clitoris wants to be touched and how it wants to be touched. So what then can happen is that there's more wetness oozing through. And again, vulvas are different. Some vulvas can have a lot of wetness and a lot of moist, moistiness, even in a normal state. But especially when aroused, it can get really, really wet. And then there are vulvas that don't get wet hardly at all and would need a lot of lubrication like coconut, organic coconut oil or organic jojoba oil, something that is really uh, not scented. So it has to be organic and pure and feel really nice. Uh, to your vulva. So there is a lot of beauty and celebration in vulvas. But again, your vulva and your vagina has a sexual demeanor. They are individuals as well. And you can start talking to your pussy, learning whether she's a bit shy or whether she's very direct or very lusty or very sensual or sensitive or very intense or playful or precarious or very caring or she just wants to jump on. So there are ways in which you can start having this connection with your genitalia and actually start making friends with your pussy because she has a mind of her own. Does that answer any of your questions or did I go into a tangent? Oh, that was beautiful. Yeah. Thank you for this uh, comparison to flowers. It, uh, it does feel many times like it's a delicate flower with its own personality <laughs> almost. <laughs> so what I understand, it's, um, yeah, there, there are general, general signs of, um, female bodies showing us the signs of arousal, but it's also about exploration, no, and getting to know our own bodies. Indeed, and not just uh, as a kind of a fixed state, because as women, there is a lot of variation from day to day, moment to moment. So it's not mm -hmm. getting fixed ideas that this is the way I get aroused or this is the way to arouse her. It's really understanding that there are hormonal changes, there are context is very important if like we discussed in the with the accelerators and brakes in that particular episode where when she feels safe, when she feels loved, when she feels that the time is right and she feels good about herself as the kind of external and internal things match, then the brakes are lighter and there's more accelerator uh, force going forward. And it's very important to understand that sometimes it doesn't feel that the context is right and the arousal is not there. So just be very patient and very uh, compassionate about that situation. And yeah, it's uh, it's not about uh, forcing yourself ever and never, never doing anything with your vulva or your pussy that she doesn't want because she, you said, maybe she has a personality of her own. She definitely has. She definitely has. Mm -hmm. And I would invite everybody to get to know their particular pussies and what, what, what type um, uh, 
uh, of touch they like and and what kind of arousal they like. I'm pretty sure like this last information you shared will help all my female friends. Yeah, very much so. So maybe now you can talk a bit more how it is with male bodies. Well, it's um it's a I'm glad if it helps your friends and I hope this also helps with um your male and penis owned people because we we kind of tend to think that it's so easy for men and mm. erection is the only sign for men uh, arouse male arousal and same as with female genitalia there is so much variety so much variety there's uh, the size and the, the the length and the thickness and the testicles there's so much that men are uh actually because of this pressure on the penis and the erection in the society at the moment there's a lot of insecurity there's a lot of uncertainty whether i will be a good lover will i be able to perform or to 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 help the woman to orgasm and all those are very unhelpful narratives and going back to your original question about presence again it's very important to feel good about your genitalia so again there is a joke that penis has a mind of his own well he certainly does and one of the beautiful processes i teach my uh male clients is to actually learn to talk to their penis and appreciate what the penis wants to say and it can be very 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 touching actually i mean there's no nudity ever on my coaching sessions and it all happens online so people can be off camera when they're doing these processes but i'm i'm guiding them through and it's uh, it's really humbled me a lot to understand the problems men can face about this performance and kind of helping them to overcome the performance anxiety and the insecurity about their uh genitalia but yes i mean it's very much about uh like with the female body there there is variety there is um uh temperament for the penis you know that it can be very much about faster or slower it can be uh very playful it can be very sensitive it can be very so there is a sexual demeanor in the penis as well and again in terms of the sexual arousal in in men we can see the same thing with the pupils the skin glowing having a, a little bit body odor the whole and you know the sexual hormones being emitted uh, invisibly and so on and but very often it goes very quickly to men's genitalia women might feel more in the breast area you know tingling and having warmth in their chest and things like that but often it goes very quickly in the genitalia because it has more yang energy like we discussed more kind of direct direct energy but it, what i would like to say that uh, the erection is is very much focused on especially in the adult industry adult entertainment industry and the size of the penis and that is so toxic it's very unfair because every single body whatever genitalia they look like it doesn't mean that they can't be aroused and feeling pleasure and uh being also terribly satisfying and nourishing for the partner so it never ever whatever 
shape or size your parts are, it will never uh, limit your sexual potential in any body. So there is very much about self-awareness, self-acceptance, appreciation, and so on. And again, just look at your genitalia and feel proud, feel what good feels good to you. What are you most loving about your genitalia? So anybody can do that and really get into this arousal pass in a more present way in this moment. So for instance, in terms of the erection, men can have just a semi-erection and it can be the most beautiful sexual uh, encounter with a partner. It's called slow sex and it's all lazy sex. And that's one of the practices I teach for couples in tantric sex. And it's something that can really be very, very beautiful. And again, with testicles, that can vary a lot. Some men, their testicles get really tight and, you know, they can be even, you know, sucked up into the body and sometimes they can hang very low, you know, so there, and, and the balls can be different sizes. One is smaller than the other and so on. So there are, there is a lot of variety and I have so much acceptance for, for male bodies because there is so much sadness and, and disappointment and fear and it's completely unnecessary completely unnecessary there's so much pleasure to be had i always love and how you bring this acceptance for diversity in our bodies and i feel that it it is important now this acceptance of uh, our diversity into being more present so i would like to make the next questions that the next question that my friends have presented me and they ask me so what actually happens in a coaching session in what ways do you start realizing um and accepting the diversity in your body how how does it happen maybe you can share a practical tool or just to help the people understand what is happening in a session Wow, I never know. It's always very individual. It's always based on my clients' desires, what they want to do, what 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 is it that they come for? And often it it because I'm a tantric sex and relationship coach, it it often relates to relationships and sex and it's very very varied and um I always get clear on what the desire is and there is a beautiful process for that. And really, sometimes people don't even realize that, oh, I thought I wanted this, but actually I want this. So it's really getting the truth out of the desire. What is there? There can be some uh, cultural conditioning that we need to peel off first or some very strong beliefs that come from childhood, as we discussed from the way we were raised up. And it can be some trauma. It can be lots of things that uh, can cause um the truth kind of being unmasked what the person truly wants and it can be a long process it can take several sessions or i think the longest i have is six months uh before we really got into where the person wanted to be but often with these processes it happens quite quickly so even from one session there can be a lasting transformation so then for instance in terms of uh presence you said I think was your question how to how to know about that it's very much about 
going into your five senses. I've covered this before. And I can teach people to do the tantric sex tools. We've covered presence and we've covered the intention and focus. So I can, I have several processes that I can help people to, to go through them. And then I give them happy homework. I give them home play so that they can learn uh, to kind of hone it in by, by practice. Because as they say, more you practice, better you get at something. And when we're talking about nervous system, it's very important to, to have those uh, processes that you repeat and and that will help to rewire your nervous system so that you can learn that yes I can actually orgasm through cheese spot or I can squirt or I can have a cervical orgasm or I can for a man I can become multi-orgasmic because uh, I don't need to ejaculate every time and yet I can have an orgasm because they're not the same thing. There is a lot of misunderstanding about orgasm and ejaculation being the same thing, but it's not as it's not in the female body either because female body can also ejaculate, but it doesn't necessarily mean that she orgasmed. So there is a lot of misunderstanding. So some of my time I use educating, but I think my, my main focus is always on transformation. And it's, I will always ask permission and I need to have a hundred percent yes for, for doing some process. So there is a lot of safety, a lot of, um, as you said, acceptance so that there's nothing. I will never push my clients to do anything. It's always with the consent and always off camera. If we do, if we choose to do a, a process that involves nudity or self-pleasuring. Mm -hmm. That is actually, I want to to reassure our listeners from my side that um, now that I have experience with you in these sessions, it's always a very safe space. I was never pushed to do anything that was out of my comfort. And it's amazing that like right now I'm in Switzerland, you're in Morocco, and <laughs> we can do this online for me. It's really beautiful, yeah, that we can do this deep processes now in a very safe and comfortable way yeah and in fact uh, to continue on this topic of um physical connection there is another friend who mm, has shared with me that she feels very disconnected to the body and she wonders how this is affecting her her arousal I wanted to hear what you have to say about this. Wow, thank you. Disconnection from the body is actually very common. It's not normal by any means, but it's it's alarmingly mm -hmm. common. And there's mm -hmm. various reasons for it. And I wonder, would you be able to, or did she give you a consent to elaborate a little bit more? Is it a she or a he? Yes, it is a, a female, and um, what she shared with me, it's uh, that she feels she gets a lot of unwanted attention from men, and she feels a lot of pressure um, that maybe to get into intimacy before she actually knows whether she is ready or not. And I say it's this one particular friend, but I think actually 
I've heard this from many of my female friends. I'm really sorry to hear that. I mean, it's uh, especially for you young people, it must be traumatizing as well because there is um, there is a lot of pr protection that you need to feel safe and to be able to kind of say no back off don't don't say such things to me I don't even know who you are and do not touch me you know you can just imagine how much effort and energy it takes to all the time keep saying no and some countries are worse than others some countries are goodness and I'm not naming and shaming here but I think there is there is a responsibility for the society to really come up with uh, creating safety for women to be able to walk on their own to be able to be unharassed on the streets and the whole sex overly sexualizing female body is what is very much part of this patriarchy that both men and women and everybody in between are victims of so this is not a criticism to men but it's kind of been normalized that this is how you behave towards women and there is lack of education, there is lack of understanding, lack of awareness. And I feel very strongly about this. That's why I'm I'm very passionate about Selfishly Happy Revolution, the next sexual revolution where we all go inside into our own body and feel what is good for me. How do I find pleasure inside my body? And not outsourcing it to the society to tell me that, yes, women just need to accept that this is normal. You know, you get groped and grabbed and touched and wolf whistled and it's not okay. It's definitely no, not okay. But if you think about really on the societal point of view about this whole Me Too movement that we have to go through this aggression of aggressive protection of female bodies and to say no so much and say enough is enough what does it do to an individual female or pussy owner just like your friends when they then want to open up to pleasure and sex an amazing experience with their partners and really want to be ah surrendering to the to the sexual act or to the pleasure what does it do isn't it then normal that females feel numb and disconnected from their bodies because they've had to, you know, literally keep their uh, legs crossed because they don't want the attention. They don't feel safe about it. It's all about the context. It's all about uh, feeling safe, feeling loved, feeling that uh, there is no risk of pregnancy. And again, uh, I forgot to say about the uh, erection and, and male physical symptoms of arousal. Some men have what's called a pre-cum when they're really aroused about especially about that particular partner they can have some semen coming out of their their penis even before they ejaculate and during the arousal state and the desire state and the the sexual act or the self-pleasuring act so there is uh, there is some coming so you can get pregnant even without um a man ejaculating because there can be that pre-cum in a way it's a it's a positive sign of of their their really desire for you so it's a kind of a bit of a flattering thing but you know you have to understand that it can actually cause in unwanted pregnancies so anyway so feeling safe that there's no unwanted uh, pregnancy or sexual um, diseases and so on but also feeling good about herself that yes i can really surrender and i think 
there are beautiful communication exercises you can do. There's lots of boundary issues that needs to be happening. And uh, and also the partners need to understand this. Did I answer your question again? I, I think I went into societal rant again. <laughs> It's so beautiful because I think this is an issue that uh, many, let's say maybe it's more common that females experience this. We let our um, past experiences of um, being pressured to get too quickly into sex, we let this um, disconnect us from our body and experience something that could be really beautiful with someone who is not pressuring us or with someone who can um take take it if we say like you know i would like to slow down or i would like it differently so i think this is very beautiful what you just explained and many of our listeners can resonate with with this yeah including myself i would say yeah <laughs> oh bless oh bless i mean it's important that i uh, i don't want to make it too horrible and too grim and too judging i know i i kind of came across quite critical but it's more about the society and i work with individuals and couples so it's uh, it's very uh for me, it's very rewarding to be able to help people to overcome this as couples, because there's lots of partners who don't know how to help their their partners if they are disconnected and numb in their bodies. And there's a lot of um, it can be about it can be about the uh, society, as you said, you know, that there's been unwanted attention and, and needing to kind of teach your nervous system that it's unsafe to enjoy sexual pleasures. But also it could be about medication, it could be about substance abuse, it could be that can disconnect you from your body and your pleasure, it can be uh, mental health issues, it can be the pill. There's lots of things that can, that, that can cause disconnection. And the good news, news is that it can always be relearned. It can come back. And for men, you know, the, they can be disconnected from their bodies as well. You know, I've, I've, uh, coached several men who, for instance, watch too much porn and they can see that it's already becoming an addiction and they want to learn to actually be more present rather than outsource their pleasure to porn. Because when they do that, it's all, you know, out there, it's not in their body and actually feeling the arousal coming from their own body is so healing. You know, just helping men to get connected in their bodies again, it's a very emotional process for them. And having that connection with their penises again and actually realizing, my goodness, he actually talks back to me and tells me what I need. You know, it's, it's wonderful. It's, it's worth a big celebration because we can't help women if we don't help men. And we can't help the future generation if, if all genders are not there with their own pleasure, knowing what they want and, uh, and knowing how to ask it and how to put boundaries around it. The other thing I wanted to say is vibrators. That can also numb women. So it can become an addiction. It can become something that is getting harsher and harsher on the nervous system, especially on the clitoris. And if there is too much stimulation on the clitoris, it can become really numb. So again, I would recommend maybe 50-50, just like with vibrators and porn addiction, I would say that Start first, you know, a few times self-pleasuring or making love without them. 
and see how it goes. It might feel nothing. It might feel numb, but keep at it because you don't want to just, you know, my, my child once said that she loves ice cream. And I said, do you love ice cream so much that you would want it for breakfast, lunch and dinner? Yes. So we tried it, you know, and she hated it. <laughs> so the same way is that you don't want to just have one highway, one motorway for your pleasure. You want a buffet of all sorts of things that you can choose from. Oh, today I feel like this. Oh, today I would like to try that. And it's it's beautiful. It's, again, something that we should celebrate, accept and cherish instead of um, think that, oh, you know, I always have to be drunk to be able to have a have sex or I always have to use cannabis or whatever it is or or um, or watch porn. Please raise your standards. That's amazing. This is what comes to me that it's OK, wherever we are in our um physical connection and the good news is always that we can work on this we can expand we can change and grow and you also explained how many different aspects you know can affect our um physical reactions our physical arousal and i wonder and it's what what my friends have asked as well how does age then affect affect us in the sexual arousal well again that's something that um we we need to maybe cover in more detail and i've already uh, planned a session an episode with amazing woman down in australia called lisa tosha and she is a really wonderful person to talk about transitions in life and how that works and and well I, I know from my work and from myself that age does affect, but it transforms. So basically, there is a, there, the, we, we know that uh, men have uh, resorted to Viagra, for instance, but that again might not be being present in your body that much. And uh, definitely, there's no pre cum with Viagra, that's for sure. Um, but the, uh, again, Tantric practices can be a lovely uh, alternative or addition to that. And with women, yeah, I mean, there can be, <laughs> think about the context again, think about the brakes and accelerators. When women become older, they become more self-confident. They know their own pleasure. They, 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 they feel more safe. They know what it's all about and they know what they want. So it's, it's a bit, unfair that women in their 40s might be exactly the right place you know this is how sex happens to me and then the men are already thinking that oh gosh i'm tired and you know so then you know the younger men can be the ideal partner so hey ho we have this this culture of uh, younger men feeling that oh i might want to experience in older women and it's fine i mean it's there's a obvious sexual stigma in the world if a woman is older than a man which again needs to change and again for older men to have younger women that's fine too if there is no power relationship if there is no again something that will put the woman woman's brakes on so it's all very individual it's very very individual and of course older women can also 
sexually abuse uh, young men too. So I'm not saying here or there. What I'm just saying that I think we just need to open our eyes and, and, and see that there is a myriad of things. And of course, hormones affect each individual a lot. And we don't always need to have hormonal or medical enhancements or, or anything like that. We can learn to use our inner technology. And this is the commercial tantric sex. <laughs> so, you know, it's, yeah, I, we'll, we'll come back to that because I think it's a very important topic. Thank you for raising that. Oh, this is so reassuring, you know. Now, what you just said goes a bit um, against what the general maybe um, feeling is about getting older and our um, sexual being. And now I'm really looking forward to get older and uh, develop this this being, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. This is all about inspiring everybody to find out what their own pleasure is and finding peace with that. And really learn, learn and practice. Have happy home play, homework. And yeah. It's something that I really want to inspire people to take responsibility of their own pleasure, own bodies, and learn to love it and see that there is so much beauty, so much oh, pleasure, bliss, ecstasy to be had. <laughs> it's such a pleasure to to hear you talk about pleasure and sex. And, and I thank you so, so much. Like this was all that um, I have for today. Um, Can I ask I you a question? This is this is an exam. Of course. Mm. So this is this is a test. What is yeah. the the most oh, important? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is the most important sex organ? You put me on the spot here. Like for me. <laughs> Well, you can start from yourself or, yeah, yeah. The sex organ. Is it my vulva? <laughs> I do not know your vulva that intimately. You need to answer that question. <laughs> uh, so I, I have a friend who asks me these kinds of questions and it always comes to me exploring for myself. So. Is that what we're going towards here? It was. It was. It was about um, yes. Yeah, so exploring yourself is getting close because it is very much about our mind. So our mind is the most important sex organ because when we can, and in tantra, mind actually lives in the heart. It doesn't live in the head. So I'm not talking about thinking mind. I'm talking about the bigger mind, mind of beingness in your heart that really is in the center and when you're talking to that and exploring and feeling sensing what feels good to you what feels right to you and how you know it's just very important to understand that it's not just genitalia it's very much about your whole being whole energy system in tantra and yeah you can always learn more and you can always rewire nervous system to even if you feel numb, even if you've been traumatized, but you now want to get more um, pleasure in your life, it can be done. You passed your wow. test. 
Oh, wow. I feel this, what you just shared, you know, really um, brings in the, the full picture for what me and my friends were were questioning about. And once again, like from me and from all of them, I, I thank you for this exploration into this sexual revolution and how important it is. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. And thank you so much for your vivaciousness and your courage to come on the show to ask these very vulnerable questions and asking for your friend. And I really would invite anybody who feels, oh, I'd like to talk to Anne about uh, my friends. It can be about you if you feel courageous enough, but it can be asking for a friend. And I will put in the show notes the form where you can apply and and all the information will be there. And uh, I will do this once a month, not every episode, but once a month. And we'll see how it goes. And I really want to celebrate everybody and body as a, as a big bee and every being as well. And thank you for listening. I'm really, um, really chuffed about how this podcast is being shared around the world and I want to welcome Ireland and uh, Australia as well who've joined the listeners. Welcome, welcome. This is Anne Blunt, your tantric sex coach and relationship coach and the host of this podcast, Tantric Sex for Lovers and Others. Bye for now. <laughs>